What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 209 of your favorite podcast, the Grand Podcast. I'm your host, the Haley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we are going to talk about social media's impact on athletes. Wow, this one is deep. You guys be ready, because I tell a story in here that I have never... Brandon just learned this story for the first time on the podcast as I was telling it. It is bonkers. So, as always... Grow Podcast brought to you by Revive So Much, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Share us, love us, like us, whatever it is. I'll see you inside. What is happening, you guys? Yo, I got I got some funny... All right, picture this. Picture this. You're at a rodeo waiting in line. You got your tickets. You got your girl or your man next to you. You got your cowboy hats on, your boots, your little cut jeans, whatever the fuck it is you wear to a rodeo. And all of a sudden, this motherfucker (laughs) walks up. Brandon. No fucking clue where he is. Never even heard a cow moo before last night. Right. Never has seen hay in his life. It's too fucking hot in Arizona. They don't have hay. They don't have cows. They don't have this shit. And this motherfucker gets in line going to the rodeo. How'd that go? It was a very interesting experience, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, you guys um, were an hour and a half late. Yeah, it's we were very on on brand. Yeah, <laughs> for Shannon. Well, I mean, we, <laughs> we were we were going to be about thirty. Oh, okay. So only we thirty added minutes late. We tripled but the, that. But the traffic, yeah, dude. I mean, the the way they had it set up, they had um, police officers escorting, you know, each and every way directing they have traffic. Police officers. Oh, dude, directing traffic. That's it's how that many, big. That big. Well, there was also a fair. So the rodeo part was maybe yep. a quarter of Got the people. It. Got it. And then the rest were, you know, the other three-fourths were the people going to the fair, going for the funnel cakes, going for all the rides. right now. Dude, there was a fuck ton of people. It was March. It was freezing, though, last night. It was really cold. Yeah, yeah, it was cold last but night. But there were still hundreds of people waiting in line for all these rides and all these fucking funnel cakes and Oreo, deep-fried Oreos and corn dogs, you name it. Wow. Excuse me. But, like, the experience overall... <clears throat> I mean, you could tell I was a fucking sore thumb over there. I stuck out yeah. real, real bad. Yeah. Someone asked you it was your first rodeo, the, right? When I got yeah. right when I got in, they were doing the little stamps for yep. uh, for my for to like let you know that you've been you know yeah. in an hour or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, first rodeo, and I'm like, I looked at him, and I was like, hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, <laughs> I mean, is. fuck it, dude. Like everyone's got to have a first everyone's rodeo. Have it first. So yeah. like, I'm going in there with you know an open mind and like I, you know, my girlfriend obviously grew up around this stuff and she rode horses for a long time. So she's real excited and she's kind of like, let me know what to expect. She's like, you're going to get looked up and down like left and right because like, you know, we just look different. I'm not wearing, I don't have a fucking like a cowboy quote unquote shirt. Yeah, no. Like, so I'm wearing like a young LA shirt that's squeezing the shit out of my body. Yeah. I look like I'm oozing out and people are like, you know, Oh, what's up, big guy? And I'm yeah, like, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that constant thing. Yeah. Um, but, but you he, get instant respect from that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he like he stamped my uh, my hand. And he goes first rodeo, and I'm like, yep. And then he's like, you got some arms on you, and I was like, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he stamped my bicep. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> so from the beginning, I was like, okay, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Like everyone's gonna be chill. Everyone's yeah, gonna be cool. exactly. Did you drink a beer? I didn't. You didn't. You I did. I did have a corn dog. I thought about. I want. I was like, okay. Jay said, like, you know, if I go to a rodeo, I'm supposed to have a beer. But then I got to thinking. I was like, we're already an hour and a half late. Yeah. You know, it, it's gonna end in an hour and a half. Not Probably. worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Not worth exactly. The beer. Exactly. I, so I was that. like, not worth the cows. So you guys in Arizona, you and Megan, like, 
didn't grow up with fairs with 4-H stuff. With um, there were fairs. There definitely were. Um, you know, in the colder times of the year. Okay. But you know, as far as like having like animals around, dude. Like I, there were there were places that and people that did have like yeah. cattle and horses and they raised you know chickens and whatnot. But like, I was just not around it. Of not course. at all. Like yeah. I rarely ever have I seen you know just a farm in general. That's so wild. like. Like you said, seeing hay and yeah. seeing like livestock and cattle and stuff like that was just like so different for yeah. me. Um, yeah. I'm like almost like I'm kind of scared of those animals because I just never been around them. Absolutely, I don't know like what they're yeah. capable of. Like those fucking cows are thousands of pounds. Just don't stand behind a horse. Don't ever have. Don't ever be in position where you're I don't see that's. A, I don't even get like within four feet of. I don't even get within yeah. like striking distance of these yeah. things. Even a fucking sheep, dude. I saw a sheep yeah. yesterday. I'm like that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It is. It looked, dude, I never see, I, they were sleeping standing up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like stale. I'm like, yeah. why does it look dead? Yeah. Have you ever seen a sheep with all of its uh, wool cut off? I, I like past driving yeah. by it. Yeah. It, I have. It, yeah. It, 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 it downsizes rather tremendously, but you know, that's why they can't uh, like lay down when they sleep. They don't have like, um, like their wool's too, too big. It's like too much. Really? And it's rather fascinating. Um, there's videos that I've seen online, um, of like a sheep that has like really dirty or like, um, untamed wool, if you will. And like, they just look miserable. Right. And like someone like saves them and like, you know, shaves them down all this stuff. And there's just so much happier and like so relieved. See, how do they know that? Cause they're so dumb. How do they they understand that? There's times out today that like, I'll look at Peyton and I'll be like, how did you understand that with the thought processes that are going on in your mind? Like, yeah. The animals just don't have a lot going on. Oh. Like there's very few things they have the intellectual capability for. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like when you see like, you know, your dog get so rambunctious about something or do something that like they meant to do that was way out of their intellect range. Yeah. Or like, a sheep get, you know, it's dirty wool taken off of it and it's so happy and leaping around and shit like that. Like, you, you know, you know what's interesting? So, um, you know, I'm from like the farm area, right? I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up with animals, things like that. But where I'm from, goats are a very common house pet. Whoa. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Weird. You just like roll up in someone's farmhouse. They just got like the goats and in dogs and cats room? are all inside. Yeah, just chilling. What? Yeah, goats are... You can train them. I would have been intelligent. I would have been real startled if I see if I walked in and I see what's like, real oh. funny. Little little baby goats, mm-hmm. um, like before they're like taught and mm-hmm. trained. You know how like a dog with teeth, mm-hmm. a goat will like buck you. Yeah, yeah. It'll like back up and like run into you. Like, what? Into you. Yeah, like, Does it hurt? No, <laughs> they're so oh. tiny. Like a fully grown goat, a monster goat could like hurt you. But yeah, I mean. A majority of goats can't, like, even if they have the horns, even if they're not, like, they can't really hurt you. Dude, I can't lie. That just makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I just can't yeah. think about walking into someone's house and seeing And they just goat. got goats. Yeah. Like, and, on the couch. And, 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 and how dogs bark, like, the goats will protect the front door. They'll, like, be standing at the front door and, like, see someone come in they don't know, and they'll just charge at them and, like, buck them. 
Yeah, I'm just not coming in. But it like it doesn't like <laughs> you just kind of like you just kind of grab it, like start petting it, like oh, how you doing? And it's like <laughs> oh, I'm not you're doing cool. That. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that it's animal, just like a dog. That's just like petting an alligator to me. That's so foreign. <laughs> I'm like I'm not fucking doing yeah. that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. It's so, so yeah, yeah. Like um, there were there were multiple friends I had. Every time you go over, chickens when I where I grew up were like people would yeah, not, like you're have definitely it. afraid of chickens. Yeah, because people like again like I wasn't around them a whole lot. Yeah, and then after like the couple incidents that happened. Yeah. And that when we when I not, I had one, but Megan brought one home for a science experiment yeah. one time, and like those experiences, I, I just never like got a chance to, I guess, outgrow that fear. Yeah, I don't and fuck with chickens either, dude. They're terrifying. They are, and they, they had a fucking scary. a coop there yesterday, and I was like, you know, even though they were in a coop, I was just like, I'm just not gonna go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'm, best like I'm stay just keep away. walking. Yeah, I'm not gonna stay. I'm not gonna stay up and stare and look and like fuck you. you know, down down in Southern Texas. Uh, chicken fighting is a big deal so they put like razor blades on the chickens they attach the razor blades to the chickens um claws cock like, fighting the cock fighting mm-hmm. and like they do that like along the border like, um, like in texas that's wild dude it's 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 pretty remarkable to me that's like allowed to go on the biggest thing that i took away from the rodeo aside from the livestock the actual like rodeo the actual games yeah or the competition rather dude these people love their fucking rodeos and i got i mean it took me a half a second to get into it. the first person ran and i was just like so astonished with how fucking fast these horses were running yeah. and how how fast they just changed direction yeah. around these barrels and they kept going dude i got i couldn't help but get hyped That's for remarkable. everyone so That's like if remarkable. you have like a for example if you have like a a nascar race yeah you know, like the driver is very important, but like mm-hmm. the car's got to be pristine. Absolutely, like it's does. the it's got to be ready to go. Yeah, same. Yep. It's the same concept. I feel like for the horse has got to be sense. Like, the horse has got to be like fucking pristine, ready to go. The yeah. sleep, the recovery, like it's ready per, to perform. So right? there's some people that say that the NASCAR driver or maybe the um, jockey mm-hmm. for horse racing or competitions. They're not real athletes because they have something doing the work for them. But I disagree. You with still got to be smart. Yeah. You still got to be like aware. You still got to be on as well. Like it's, it's you're just as important. But like if your horse is fucking you know underperforming, there's yeah. a good chance that like you can't make up for that. Yeah, you and know if, what the, I mean? if the horse underperforms, it's kind of it's on you. Yeah, the exactly. horse is doing the best it can. So like I came to this conclusion. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm cheering for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's people that have like their favorite like riders. That's so. And funny. so I'm just like That's I'm fucking so I'm yelling for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm getting hype if they don't if they knock up knock down a barrel. Like I, I was like ah, oh. but then like the announcers like get them going, get them going, and like everybody just was like ah, whoa. That's like, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody like picked them up. You know, that's what I mean? cool. Because if you knock down a barrel, it's kind of like ah, oh, fucking lost. Yep. But yep. you still got to finish the race. You still got to finish. Hard. You know, it's like if you fall down in a fucking sprint. Yep. You like still I, gotta like finish. I fuck. You know, I still got to finish or whatever. Absolutely. So like everybody like you know still brought it up. So the community and the energy that was there was like, that's what I got into. Like as soon as I walked in, like people were rowdy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm about it. How we have like EDM and raving. That's how people like feel about their rodeos. Yeah. Like that's their outlet. That's I didn't tell you I didn't tell you this yesterday, but oh but yesterday was my first ever after the rodeo. Yeah. First ever country concert. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No shit. First ever time. Who was it? Uh Scotty McCurry. McCurry. Pretty good. Yeah, he's is big he, is he a big name? He's is big he, time. He's a big name. Yeah. Scotty McCurry. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds like country. He sings a song uh let me get five more minutes. 
I think. I don't remember that song. I think. I don't know. I but I don't know any but the, the, it was different to see, like, you know, obviously we've been to a few raves, you know, yep. over the last, you know, couple months. Yep. And, like, that's our thing. Yeah. First ever country concert. And, and like, I'm, I'm not, like, I have country playlists. Like, I've li- I listen yep. to country, you know, so on uh, or so often. So I'm not, like, uh, completely out of the loop. I'm a music guy. So if I hear music, I hear beats. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm moving. You're there. Yeah, it's yeah, in my yeah. blood. Like, I can't I help but, like, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was very interesting to see, like, obviously these people are, like, bigger country fans than me big yeah and like they were still just like you know sitting still and, that and, and i'm just like i'm like vibing and i'm like i'm i'm having a good time the music is good the yeah. guy pulls up in a fucking a ram and he wow. gets out the front seat and jumps on stage and i was like wow this is like exciting like, way cool. more exciting than i thought it was gonna be that's cool the stage was rotating yeah. in the middle of like the the arena so like everybody got a good view and he was like talking in between songs. Like I was like, "Wow, this is like it's a big thing. This is way more exciting than I thought it was going to wow. be." But I did think like it lacked like a little bit of like uh, energy yeah. due to like because it was in a rodeo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like we could have like if we had a dance floor. Yeah. If people were like moving, like people could stand up because we were in the bleachers. Yeah, yeah. Or like in the like the stands. So there's no one directly in front of him, around him. Every he's in the middle. There of were the... people. There were people that there okay. was like maybe like. Five rows of chairs that like yep. circ- went around the, the circled around the stage, um, that obviously were like you know four or five hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah. oh shit! Like people, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wild. Mm-hmm. I was people like, wow, really this is go people. hard for it. Yeah, huh? uh-huh. that makes me it ma- it makes me want to step out of my comfort zone, like do a little bit of that. Too. It like, was. I, I really I really want to go to it. It's only here two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's over. I think on Sunday. This Sunday, oh, so mm-hmm. we only have a few days. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would and love I, I want I, if if we go back, I want to go on like a Saturday when it's be hype, jumping. The where, traffic might be a little wild, but if, but if we go early, yep. and we get there at a, at a decent time, yep. we train, we get there, like we could be fucking like I, I guarantee that that place fills up. Interesting, and they very had, cool. They had a, um, pig races that I wanted to see. Pig races, what was it called? That oh, is hog dope. racing. Oh, hog, hog racing. That's what it's called. I like that. Or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, that's fun. That's cool. I like that a lot. So you did something to kind of step out of your comfort zone. Yep. It means I got to do something. Step out of my yep. comfort zone too. 100%. Not exactly sure what it is. Um, it's got it. We'll, 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 we'll come up with something. Yeah, we will. We'll come up with something. Cool. So social media impact on athletes. We've, uh, dude, we've, we've kind of spitballed this idea for a few weeks. Huh? I feel like we first talked about it a few weeks ago. <clears throat> yeah. About doing a podcast on it. Yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, it, it, it t- continues to develop, you know. It's it does, interesting. but it, with the current, like, Photoshop stuff going on and yeah. things that, you know, my friend Goob U, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, he's Goob underscore U2. He's one of my really good friends, John Dorsey. Um, he's doing some fantastic stuff. You know, some people are taking it the wrong way. Some people are like, why are you bullying these people? Why are you X, Y, Z? No, he's not doing that at all. Mm-hmm. He's calling out, like, the truth about these people yeah. and about unreal, you know, setting unrealistic expectations for people who look up to you. Like, there's a large component of social media. And, you know, I've definitely fallen, um, oh, I hate the word victim, but I guess like victim to it as well, of uh, that comparison game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at these people and it's like, fuck, you know, I'm not there or I'm not there or, you know, my physique's not there or my coaching is not there or, you know, whatever it is. Um, or like my, 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 social life isn't there 
whatever it is and it makes you feel you know lesser about yourself it makes you feel like you're less important like than that person you that night you hold yourself to this standard of an unrealistic expectation mm -hmm. that that person set yeah and like you don't even know that person that person doesn't even know you um but the reality is we are we're, we're drawing final conclusions on people based on everything you see on social media mm -hmm. you know so social media has been a part of my life for a while um you know, before Instagram, I amassed a, a you know large presence on Twitter, and that's kind of where I got my career started, if yeah. you will. Um, and then you know it trans it came over to Instagram, and it was interesting because I grew a Twitter platform and I grew an Instagram platform, but I never cross referenced the two. I never cross re cross um, um, posted information. I never cross posted pictures. Never like they were two completely separate and independent platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get into the podcast and, you know, I've been able to take this podcast, you know, a million and a half downloads. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's three realms of social media that, you know, have had remarkable success for me. Right. So I think my perspective on this is going to be very interesting because there's really good, there's really bad, and then there's really, 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 really ugly. Yeah. You course. know, a lot of really ugly. No, and, and to your point of, you know, falling victim, for lack of a better word, uh, to those things, I think it's more people not even just into bodybuilding. And that's yeah. one of the things it's like, you know, if you're into bodybuilding, you'll, you go to these bodybuilding shows, you see these people in person. So yeah. you're able to be like, okay, this is what this person looks like. This is what they don't look like. Yeah. I remember like watch seeing, for example, Nick Walker, you know, watching him on, on Instagram and being like, there's no way that guy's the same height as me. Like there's no fucking way. And then I met him in person, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. You're literally the same height as we me. We are the same fucking height. Yep. And he is, you know, 70 pounds heavier than me. And, like, it's blew me away. But Ginormous, like, yeah. That that dude is what that dude is. Like, yep. on Instagram, that's what he looks like. Yep. And in person, that's what he looks like. Exactly. You know, so, like, that is something that I thought was really cool. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, with the filters and, you know, like you're saying, the Photoshop and stuff, it's really easy to see everybody's, like, glamour stuff Absolutely. and, like, whatnot. But, like, if... In raw, like real time, if you're about bodybuilding, you're gonna go to shows. So, yep. base your opinions like when you see that person, yeah. like in person, like this yep. is what they look like type thing. And Nick Walker said that fucking was like one of the first people that I was like, holy fuck, it's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first person I was like that about was Dallas McCarver, um, 2017 at um, the the Sailors Memorial Hall, the something in Sailors Memorial Hall in Pittsburgh. Um, Pennsylvania I was there for uh, the Mr. Pittsburgh show um, Dallas was there Rami was there Raleigh Winkler um, fuck there were Branch Warren there were a ton of people there Johnny Jackson um, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people there and I remember I saw Dallas and that was the first person I ever saw in my life that I was like that is fucking that is absolutely absurd mm -hmm. that is just on, on another planet yep but he wasn't you know competing there he was their guest posting and then um let's see early 2017 at the arnold classic this is when the arnold was massive um and around like early 2016 is when i started becoming known um like in the in the industry and in like fitness mm -hmm. um at that point, there wasn't really a bodybuilding industry. It was all the same. 
Mm-hmm. So fitness and bodybuilding was the same industry. Yeah, and I remember. I remember yeah. that time. That was like right when I started to like follow like Steve Cook. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so, Callum Von Moger. Yeah. Like, the, and I had no idea that like, you know, these guys, you know, one to once upon a time, put on trunks and stood yep. in front of judges. I had no idea. Yeah, I just thought because you know you were in shape, like that was like bodybuilding. Yeah, so I, I remember when Steve Cook turned <clears> pro. I remember that day he turned Dude, pro. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was. I was like, that's you know, this guy's worked really hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met Steve Cook a few times, been around him a few times, had conversation with him a few times. You know, he's who got me into this. Yeah. Um, but fitness and bodybuilding used to be the same thing. And now we're so different. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilding is eons away. And COVID had a lot to do with that, for sure. Um, but it was turning that way anyways because bodybuilding needed the fitness industry at that time. Yep. The fitness industry didn't need bodybuilding. And now bodybuilding bodybuilding is a massive sport. Oh, it's standing on its own. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's um, standing on its own. It's self-supported. It doesn't need to be bled into by this fitness industry. It needs to be bled into by athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, to me, like there's a lot of people I look back on certain times in life, those will be the best years of, of the my life in terms of bodybuilding and fitness industry combined. Um, because obviously I've completely left the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any of that going on anymore. It's all bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So 2016 is when I had a name. When people started noticing me and when people started following me. That's when um, Katie Hayden, Katie Hearn and Hayden Schneider and I became friends. So when Amanda Bucci and I became friends. Emily Hayden and I became friends. Um, Craig Perso and I became friends. Mm-hmm. That was Steve Cook's, one of Steve Cook's best friends. I'm not 100% sure. Um, what that guy's doing anymore. Um, Auburn Nutter, Nika, like these people that, you know, had a mass huge followings. I have befriended all of them and, you know, we become friends. We're in cahoots. We're like hanging out. We're like doing things. And, you know, that increased my exposure a lot. Yeah, and all of a sudden your platform's growing. Yeah, my platform was growing, but all I was doing was putting out fitness information. Mm -hmm. There were people attacking me, um, you know, about the information I was putting out. I remember there was a registered dietitian who actually, I, I, I helped her uh, quite a bit who, you know, kind of spurred me. She was the first ever person really looking back to like, man, I did so much for this person. And she like, like I went hard for this person and she just tried fucking me. Wow. Um, like I, I uh, was talking about reverse dieting and, um, you know, she just completely disregarded that notion saying, you know, when you're done dieting for a show, you just need to hop back into baseline calorie, like your, like your normal diet. And I was like, that's the worst advice you could ever give somebody. You know, now, um, you know, six, seven years later, we have so much evidence. So much data now. And of course, there's never been, you know, any sort of apology. That was a monster thing. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first times that I really had hate come my way too. She had a big following and her following was very left liberal. Mm -hmm. And I was like an open conservative on my platform back then. Which, like, I wish I wouldn't have been. But, like, I just was. This is where I was in life, yeah. dude. Like, what the fuck ever. So I just got reamed by these people. Mm-hmm. Just shattered. And I just remember sitting there looking at my phone like, you people are psychotic. Yeah, I mean, that, that falls into that category. Like, you, you're you scared of what you don't know. Yeah, literally. And people don't, under, don't then, understand those things. it got better. The same people attacked me because I talked about how squats are one of the best movements you can do for glutes. And they proclaim that squats don't work glutes. And I broke down the anatomy. I used to do threads. I told you about this. Mm-hmm. You can still find them. You can still find my Twitter. Go back and find these threads. There used to be a bookmark thing 
that you could bookmark certain threads. And I have all them bookmarked. You guys, there's fantastic fucking information in there. But also, what's even more, that information is so far ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to That's 2016 about yep. reverse dieting. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to 2016 about squats right. being a glute primary mover mm-hmm. and hip thrust being an overrated movement. Yep. That was against everything. Right. I was talking to 2016. You're like, no, this guy's fucking yeah. out of his mind. Yeah. Does, I was so far, I, what different. I was saying was so different. Right. I was talking about high protein intake. Oh my God, that was another one. I am reamed yeah. for this high protein because at the time we had no research. We had no evidence high, te- high protein intake mm-hmm. was safe, was effective. Like there's so many things you bring up and it was so ahead of its time. And the squats was big, protein was big. Where every time I'm just looking at my phone, like these people are absurd. The things you're saying to some, all I said was you should reverse diet. All I said is squats do work your glutes. All I said was you should eat more protein. Yeah. You would think I killed their mom. Wow. Like it was absurd. What, at what point happened. did you do you feel like, or what was the turning point where you, people were like, okay, this guy might not be as fucking out of his mind as like, yeah. you know, all these people are bashing him to be or, or naming him out to be. Uh, so it's interesting because I don't think there was ever a turning point. I feel like with me, it's always been this religion. It's been like this cult. You either love Justin or you absolutely hate the guy. Because mm. I was the first one who was extremely outspoken about things. Right. Like people posting two week out pics. I was like, you're not two weeks out. Push it back. I'm not being a fucking hater. Yeah. No, I'm being a hundred. Yeah. I have an undenying passion for bodybuilding mm-hmm. and for good information. I have a huge passion for good information. Yeah. Um, you know, which is why I don't associate myself with a lot of people. That's why I just had this conversation with you. How many people have I brought on this podcast? Not many, but I've given every single one of them a massive platform. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, there's people I've brought on the podcast I don't agree with. Right. And I'm, I'm done. I'm done bringing you onto my massive platform that I built. Right. Like this is a Justin and Brandon show. And yeah, there's going to be guests at times. Mm-hmm. Very few. But like that person is going to be someone who like. You, I, you align with. Matt Jansen. Yeah. Cameron Cheek. Mm-hmm. The people Sam that, Miller. Yeah, the people that you, you often speak to yeah. and like, you know, you, you reach out to for other help yeah. because you know that like this person's A not gonna BS you and exactly. they give you the truth and you know that you agree with what and they're saying. And they're say. loyal, they're not just gonna like, you know, fuck me. Yeah, you know, they're, they're not just fun. here for, you know, clout. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um so 2006, 17 Arnold Classic, I was there and that's when Reagan Grimes Regan Grimes turned pro. Mm. He won I watched him turn pro get that bodybuilding overall. Yeah. And I was like, that guy's my age. Mind you, doesn't you know seventeen? I was two ten, two hundred five, two two hundred, two ten. Like I was not big. I was not big at all. For, um, I was trying to get there. Yeah, for um, your frame. Yeah, yeah. Like I looked okay. Mm-hmm. I looked okay. Yeah, I looked like I worked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this guy who's my age. Like, what the fuck? That is insane. Yeah. Right. So Regan, at the time, and I'm friends with her now, um, I'm not going to say her name, I respect they're not together anymore, had a girlfriend who was remarkably attractive, like way hotter than whatever it was I was I was bagging. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like that guy. And Regan's a ridiculously good looking dude that too. That dude is beautiful. And I'm just like, and then I remember after, you know, after the show, he like, um, I started following him. And he's like posting like from like his high rise apartment and wherever he lived in Canada and he had this sick truck and I'm over here like, damn, I'm, we're the same age. Like I'm not that guy. I'm not him at all. I'm not close to that guy. At the time there was another dude. His name's Cody Montgomery. 
Who, do you know who Cody Montgomery is? Uh, oh my god, that that is fascinating to me. I have no idea. It's it's heartbreaking and fascinating to me. Cody was the next big thing. And he turned pro at 20 years old in heavyweight bodybuilding. That's Brandon, impressive. this guy was the next big thing. So he's made he made his pro sh- debuts and stuff. When was this? Whatever. Cody Montgomery would have turned pro like 14 or 15. Okay. At 20. He, he's younger than me. Yeah. How old are you? You're 25? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit before he my time. He might be 25, 26. Probably your age. 2015, so, I... No, he's older than me. 2015, I graduated high school. Okay, so no, no, so he's about yeah, so he he's he's somewhere in that twenty six twenty seven mm-hmm. range. So he turns pro, and I, I believe he's he's the youngest bodybuilding pro ever still, and I don't think that'll ever be broke twenty. Like yeah, you got to be doing that shit since you're fifteen with uh, some genetics. Honestly, yeah, I mean Dallas McCarver started he was fifteen, he didn't get it by twenty. Like I'm not I'm not sure it can be broke. So Cody was the next big thing. I'm watching this guy, and I'm just like, this is fucking nuts. In 2015, I wasn't a coach yet. I was training people, uh-huh. but I wasn't bodybuilding coaching yet. I started bodybuilding coaching in 2000, um, or no, I'm sorry, 2015 was when I started. So so he had been uh, 2014, he had been 2014. So this guy like turns pro ball, so all of a sudden he's off the radar. All of a sudden, no one knows where he goes. And he comes back, and he's like, look, social media pressures, you know, X, Y, Z, like, uh, health, like things like that. Wow, um, even back then. Back then. Wow. Back then. Wow. And back then, a huge following on Instagram was like 10K. I remember Bucci getting like to 10K when her and I were friends. I was like, oh my God, you have 10,000 people following you? Yeah. I remember when I got to 1,000 on Instagram, like the people around me thought I was a celebrity. Yeah. It's like, what, you have 1,000 people who follow you? Because uh-huh. Instagram was only for people you knew. Yeah. Like, like you were on private, you, yeah. yeah, those type of things. Well, no, no, there weren't private profiles. Everyone was public. You oh, couldn't even wow. have private. Like, if you were on Instagram back then, Brandon, you would be following like 30 people and you would have 100 people follow you. Wow. Like, that was normal. Uh-huh. When I got to 1,000, it was bonkers. She got to 10K, it was bonkers. Cody had like 15,000 maybe. And it was overwhelming. Facebook pressure. was still the primary uh, social media um, platform yeah, then. It was. Yeah. There, it was an ugly transition of like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. We're not really happy on any of these right now, mm-hmm. but like, so we're using all of them. Right. So he was the next huge thing. And he's been back once since then. He went down to Classic with Neil Hill, and I believe he qualified for the Olympia. Cody Montgomery did. And he, he's done. He's gone now. He lives in Vegas. I, I don't know what he does. Wow. Brandon, he trained for like six months and qualified for the Olympia. What? what, what why did do you? Does anybody know why he just like hung it up? The social media, the pressure was a big deal. But he stopped. He stopped training. It's not. He didn't he just hang it up. He didn't have a gym membership. Wow. He stopped working out. Oh wow. And like I'm watching this guy, and so this is around this time. So Cody's dropping off. Regan's coming up. These guys are around you know my age. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy from Canada who we keep hearing about. And we're not sure what the fuck he's going to do, but he's a marvel. And he is he is the LeBron of bodybuilding. And he's apparently going to come to North Americans. All right, I'm booking my trip. I'm like, I got to see this. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's his name? His name's Chris. Chris? Okay, I'm going to look for a guy named Chris. And then, At the time, did you, like, you knew nothing not, about him. Not, not no his coach. Knew. I didn't know Ian Valeri. Mm. I, no one knew anything. Right. Yeah, holds Chris, my age. So I'm sitting there, North Americans. I'm like, 
All right, all right, all right. Not sure which one it is. Not sure. Oh my God, is that him? Yeah. That guy? That guy? <laughs> that is nuts. Comes down North Americans, wins heavyweight bodybuilding as a six foot tall bodybuilder. Not super heavy. He won heavyweights as a six foot tall bodybuilder. For reference, I'm a six foot tall bodybuilder and my stage weight was like 18 pounds over the hev- the super heavyweight limit. That's, and Chris is bigger than me. That's remarkable. Chris Bumstead walked on stage and it was just done. It was just over with. He didn't win the overall. Um, he lost to Justin Rodriguez. Hmm. I need to fact check. That's, I'm pretty sure it's Justin Rodriguez he lost to. I'm pretty sure it's, it, who he lost to is a very good bodybuilding pro now. I'm, dude, I'm like 90% sure it's J-Rod. So, a six-foot tall bodybuilder turns pro in the heavyweight. You guys, like, you're like 5'8". How tall are you? 5'8". Um, on paper? On paper. 5'7". <laughs> 5'7". Five, seven. Five, seven. So, like, 5'7", guys, that's who turns pro in heavyweight. 5'7", mm-hmm. 5'8", five, 5'9". Not six foot guys. Right. So that was remarkable that he was that big and yeah. that light. And he's still having that. I mean, he's not capped out his frame. Is so that I'm when coming. his like, his, his like, like, would you say like his yes. social media career just yes. lit up? Nuts. Brandon, this guy became the face of bodybuilding that day. Holy shit. Nuts. Yeah. It was, and that was when they announced classic physique. But when they announced classic physique, he was like 20 pounds over that weight limit. That weight limit where Classic Physique started for six foot was like 202 pounds. Holy shit. Now it's up to like 224. Yeah. Which is much more applicable. Mm. But at the pro level, I think six foot's like 236 or 235, one of them. So you get quite a bit more weight. Yeah. And he's still not even there on stage. He's not even fucking that on stage. Like he's got so much room. He's got so much to go. So Bump said wins. He becomes the face of bodybuilding. Makes it look easy, Uh right? He's never done anything in his in his career that looks wrong. Yeah. Humble, smart, handsome, intelligent, rich as fuck. Got tons of sponsors. Tons I remember sponsors, when everything. I first saw Chris, it wasn't because of bodybuilding. It was Gymshark. Yeah, Gymshark. So One he was biggest. with Gymshark before North Americans. Yeah. that's. I mean, I think yeah. I knew of him around that time because yeah. of Gymshark. Yeah. I, I mean, I just thought he was like, you know, a model yeah. for Gymshark. Like he was like but one of those people. To blow your mind, when he turned pro... His social media following was a tiny fraction of mine. He had less than half of the followers that I had at that time when he turned wow. pro. And then from there, know, just fucking now, skyrocketing. I mean, he's that because that's what bodybuilding could do, right? And you know, Chris Bumstead's kind of a crossover between the two because he was with Jim Shark and things mm-hmm. the like. But now, you know, he's gone much more into bodybuilding. So I see all these guys and still these things happen. And through social media, you become friends with people and. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen friends die. I've seen friends get out of the fucking, like, get out of it mm-hmm. while they're ahead. I see friends not be able to make it in the industry, so they start doing other things. Um, You've seen people not reach their potential because they're yeah. scared of the social media presence and feel pressured. Yeah. Or the opposite, they don't reach it because they're too focused on social media yep. and trying to look a, something, yep. a certain way. Mm-hmm. Social media allows us to hide. We're allowed to have this fake persona. Yep. And I was doing that for a while. And there's a re- there's there's a reason that some of the shit that gets thrown my way is applicable. And, yeah, I wasn't always real. I wasn't always, like, you know, who I am now, which I feel like when I look at my social media, when I watch my stories, when I look at my posts, it's all very in line. 
yeah. with who I am. Yep. That wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. I, there was a social media Justin. Actually, there was a Twitter Justin. There was an Instagram Justin. There was a real life Justin. Mm -hmm. And they were all three separate. Yeah. And I think social media uh, makes it difficult for people to really understand like which one is real. Yeah. Because every time we need a little dopamine hit, you just pull up your phone, hit that little square icon with the with an old fashioned camera, and you just start double tapping, or you post something. Yeah. And you get double taps. You post um, stuff from your your uh, archive prep. Yeah. You know, you, you know exactly. You know, when you were fucking peeled out of your mind, you might be deep in an off season. You know, really uncomfortable, not yeah. getting a ton of attention, and you post something from the archives to you know get that dopamine spike. You're like, okay, like. Here's, here's me, like, this is me, you know, and, and now I feel better about myself. Contest prep makes people feel like they have worth that isn't real. And off-season makes people feel like they're absolutely worthless, which also isn't real. You get more attention when you're shredded. Yeah, it's, you're a, it's, more, it's more attractive. It's much more attractive. It's harder. It's cooler. You're breaking the mold. It's like, wow, this is wild. Like, keep going. And that won't change for a long time. It, it won't ever long. change. Mm -hmm. You get a ton of attention, you know, when you're lifting a thousand pounds. Again, right? that won't change. It's, that it's won't very change. difficult. But when you're in that midpoint, there's not a lot of attention happening. I mean, right now when I post a, a picture, it gets a thousand likes, but in prep it was two or three thousand. Yep. And there's a large difference in there, right? I post a video now, 5,000 views, one in prep, 20 fucking K. Mm -hmm. it, there's a huge discrepancy yep. of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And people reach into that little bag, you know, when they need that hit. And they're like, let me pull this one from the archives. Yep. Um, or you, And then, you know, you post it with like, wow, you know, looking back, like I thought it was so fat at the time, stuff like that. Social media has forced us to kind of lose perspective. You mm -hmm. know, when Ronnie Coleman was prepping before social media, I'm sure he never really felt too fat. I'm sure he didn't have these feelings attached with what was going on. I mean, when you get to that certain, uh, a certain size for, you, you know, do, yeah. like Thomas. Yeah. Thomas, for example, like yeah. he posts that video of him doing the push downs and yep. it's at over 5 million. I think it's over 5 million. Now, 5 yeah. million views. I mean, yeah. like you, you're going to follow that. Exactly. That's the biggest fucking specimen that, yeah, like, that you see. I've seen in yeah. like person. Yeah. That yeah. Dude is massive. Massive. He's massive. And he is exactly what he looks like on social media yep. is exactly what he looks like in person. Exactly. And he's the same person on social media that he, he is. is in person. Yeah. And that's Very dry. A, and that's the, <laughs> that's the biggest thing about it. That's the yep. biggest component about it is being your true, authentic self 100% yep. of the time yep. so that you don't fall under this, you know, this discrepancy of um, he looks like this in yep. person. He looks like this. Uh, you know, on stage, he looks yeah. like this in his social media. Like, picture. how do you look so different everywhere? Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So it, it's been interesting with Thomas because, um, like Brandon said, he's had that video go like five mil uh, reach or views or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. It's, it's absurd. I think he's up over 13,000 followers now. Mm -hmm. When he posted it, he was around like three or four. Um, yeah. Just like a week, 10 days ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, People are commenting like fucked up shit. And like there's been some things that have fucked with him. Like he's talked to me about it and he's like, How you work through this? And I was like, dude, you just you gotta have some thick ass fucking skin. You start making it on social media, you better have some thick ass fucking skin. Yeah. There's shit. Um, you know, he's been mentioned on Reddit now. Um, because you know, Reddit loves me mm -hmm. the whatever subreddit likes talking about me. Talk about me, they talk about him, you know, talk about any anyone who's affiliated with me will get talked about on there. And a lot, so those people came from the Twitter. It's like that full circle thing. Got you. Those people, they can't get to me on Instagram 
Um, because if they come to my Instagram, Instagram, you have to search somebody out Yeah, pretty hard. If you're in a different realm than them and like, they're not into bodybuilding at all. They don't know. They don't understand bodybuilding whatsoever. Yeah. And like, I just give them benefit of doubt on that. Like you were following me when I was a fitness influencer and, or you were tracking me when I was a fitness influencer and now it's changed so much. I don't expect you to grasp what's going on. But like the, the other day I, I talked about Thomas Sartan, which is a, remarkably beneficial drug to utilize mm-hmm. um, in bodybuilders. And, you know, it gets posted up there, all these people in my DMs just plastering me. None of them have any knowledge about how this drug works or you know anything of the like. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, fuck, you know, you get 40 fucking DMs of people just like literally wishing you death. Um, or what about... What not about, understanding. Yeah, what about not when, um, when Megan on? and I were gone? Megan and I were gone at the Arnold two years ago, Peyton and Athena get fucking stolen. Someone's holding them fucking hostage. And there's people on Reddit and on Facebook who are the same people from Twitter. So that's how I know they're the same people from Twitter because they were on Twitter back then at the time that was right before. I, that's why I got off Twitter was that situation with Peyton and Athena when they got stolen. Cause there were people on Twitter, like vouching for the person who stole my dog. Saying that I was like a racist, I was like sexist, to say I was to like keep homophobic. The yeah, then no, they they were helping him. They were actively helping him. They were in contact with him what? on Facebook because I posted his I Facebook I on Twitter. That. I was like, I'm using my platform to get my fucking dogs back. Yeah, these people were in communication with him. What about about that? About what to do? That's bizarre. Nuts. What? So I post up. I post his fucking face on Twitter. This is the power of social media. I post his fucking face on Twitter. There's an eighty or an eight hundred thousand person reach within hour one. And Apple, where he and his wife worked, is on the phone with me hour two. I had news stations on the phone with me. I had Apple on the phone with me. And I'm telling Apple, these news crews are on the way to my house right fucking now. I have his name. We had a private investigators working on it who followed me from Twitter. And they were like, there were three of them. They were like, we're going to take this guy down. Like, for free. We're helping out. Send him all this fucking shit, right? We have private investigators sending us information. We're just collecting at an absurd rate. Me and Steven are just everything. Because he's refusing to give us our dogs back. Like, he's holding them hostage. And the neighbors have now, the the neighbor, the whole neighborhood is involved. The neighbors saw him load them into a truck really late one night and drive off, and they didn't come back, but the truck came back. So they took the dog somewhere. But I shouldn't say his name. His wife was telling, was texting one of the neighbors who she thought was a friend that had turned on her to help Mm -hmm. us about how they're going to keep the dogs. Yeah, but they're going to take them. So I shouldn't divulge too much information. They're going to take them somewhere, wait for shit to die down. They're, 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 they're going to move from here anyways at this time frame, blah, blah, X, Y, Z. Long story short, I'm on the phone with Apple. I was like, I got news crews coming to my house. This guy, I know he's a high up and like her job wasn't super high up, but she was like still at Apple corporate. And I was like, you guys get my fucking dogs back or else everyone's going to know everything about this. Like we have all this shit. I wish I could, I wish I could divulge everything we had on these people. So long story short, all of a sudden. I get a call from him. I've been calling him all day. Blocks my number. I Obviously, the police are involved. I have a cop at my fucking house this whole time. Um, and honestly, the reason he stayed there was like, he's like, they, they lived right there. Like, on this road around the loop. 
Yeah. He's like, you can, you can not go over there. And like, cause I was over there pounding on the door. Right. And I was considering breaking into to, to the house. Yeah. Um, of so, course, of course. Yeah. Cause well, I went in the backyard and no one was there. And like, I told the cops that, and they were like, you, you cannot do that. And I was like, <laughs> someone needs to figure out how to get my dogs back. Yeah. So all this is going on and there's people on Twitter who were affiliated with that, the dietitian I talked about early on. People on Twitter, they're all helping him. He stole my dogs all because they don't like how I tweet. I, I, I don't get, I just don't understand that. Yeah, all, all because they don't like how I tweet. So this guy's telling them that like I'm being racist and all this stuff. And so they're putting out information on Twitter that like don't help justice. Basically, like, they're just wishing racist. you the worst. Yeah, they posting want- screenshots from him. And so I was like, all right, I'll post screenshots of exactly what I've said. Because the screenshots from him were only messages from him to them. Screenshots I'm sending are my communication with him. Yeah. Where there's no racism, nothing. I was like, I need my fucking dogs. Yeah. I don't care what you are, no. where you are. You'd be a fucking alien. Give yeah, I literally back. don't give a shit. Yeah. So, and he's like, oh, he's threatening my life now. And I was like, yeah, you are holding my dogs hostage. Yes, you're lucky I don't kill you. Yeah. You're lucky you're alive Those now. Those are my kids. So, um, oh, this story's fascinating. The podcast has never gotten this story mm-hmm. before. No one's ever gotten this story before. Um, so... News is on the way. Apple's on the phone. Blah, blah. I'm on hold with Apple. I got um, the Round Rock. It's like seven. I think Round Rock seven. It's like mm-hmm. posted. <coughs> Waiting on me to like, let's roll. Like, let's fucking roll this shit. Like Instagram influencer and Round Rock. Dogs kidnapped. Knows where they're at. By the neighbor. Whatever. Yeah, big story. Big story yeah. right here. Yeah. So um, Apple calls back. And they're like, hey, like, you know, look out, look for a phone call from what's his name. What's his nuts calls me. And he's like, um, I answer. And I was like, you're going to give me my fucking dogs. And he's like, you know, saying his bullshit, whatever. Like, literally just bo- petrified. Because he didn't know whose dogs he stole. Now he knows me. So he knows what I look like physically. He knows my power and influence that I have. He's having the worst day of his life. Oh, and Apple just fired him and his wife. Oh. So he said, you know, meet at the clubhouse right down there at three o'clock. And he's like, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I was like, I want to go now. And he's like, I'm waiting for like police to show up, like take me down. And I was like, the police aren't going to stop anything I want to do. Like, just so you know that. So like, let's just meet now. And he's like, uh, we, we, <laughs> and, you know, breathing like he didn't know what the fuck to do. So. Me and Megan drive down there at three o'clock. The person who runs the HOA is they, like I said, the whole neighborhood's involved. Came down. There's people recording from the backs of their yards. There's people driving by real slow, like parked out. Dude, it was a whole event. It was wow. bonkers. Yeah, this became a neighborhood wide thing. So he pulls up with my dogs. The cops are there. There's like four officers there. And he pulls up with my dog's in the back and he was like taking his good ass time and I was going and reaching for that fucking backseat door and I was just going to rip that motherfucker off, dude. I was going to try to pull that door off the car. And because Peyton and Athena see us and they're like freaking the fuck out and Hannah's there and Hannah's recording this whole incident, everything going on because I was like, this guy's lying about me, right? So Hannah's there, cops there, everything. I go to like reach for the door and the police like, do not, Justin, like you, you have to not. Like that's, Whatever the fuck it is. I don't fucking know. So charge. What the fuck? They can arrest me for that. So he works up the courage to get the fuck out. And I 
as I'm sure you can imagine, I just unleash a slew of words at him. None of it was ever racist. None of it was anything. I was just telling him, I was like, if, if I see you without these police officers here, I'm going to kill you. You're going to be dead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat you with my bare hands to a pulp to where no one's ever going to know that it's you. And he's just there looking at the cops like, you see this? You guys see this? You guys see this? And I was like, yeah, you guys fucking see this? Like, yes. If he dies, it's on my hands. I'm telling the police this. It's all on video. I'm telling the cops, like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, he's dead. He's dead. His life is done as soon as you guys are gone. I get Peyton. I get Athena. I'm mouthing off to him. His, like, dumb, stupid fucking wife. Like, they just got fired from Apple. Like, mind you, like an hour and a half before this. Dumb, stupid wife's mouthing off. Owner of the HOA is there. And she's like, oh, and by the way, you guys got to leave the neighborhood. You violated your HOA. Oh. They got fired. Lost their home. Lost their home. Dude, their house sold for, like, about a third of what houses are selling. Nobody wanted it. They had to go. Yeah. They didn't have a choice. Like, the first offer had to be accepted. Oh. Yeah. So. Someone came up on I that. I told him. Yeah, they did, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I told him, dogs were in the car, they were safe, Megan was in the car. His dumbass fucking wife just kept screaming. I don't even know about what. The cops were there literally all in between us. And I was like, I said his name, and I said, I'm going to say this as truthful as I can. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to be the one to kill you one day. And I'm really excited for that. Oh. And I walked the fuck away. He, he's screaming about, you guys can't let him say that. You guys can't let him say that. Well, now, um, his kids got kicked out of UT. Um, both of them, they were at University of Texas. They both got kicked out because they were part of it. Wow. When he when he left and dropped the dogs off, he took them to the kids' apartment on campus at UT. Accomplice wife, yep, wife was sending text messages to friend who was actually on our side. Screenshots of the kids playing with the dogs and pictures of the kids with the dogs. They, the kid, the kids knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. They got kicked out of UT. So they got fired from Apple, lost their house, kids got kicked out. All from the power of social media. They live back in Mexico now. They had to move back. All from the power of social media. They left the country. Wow. Yeah. And if I saw that dude right now today walking in front of my house, I'd know exactly who it was. Like, I would never forget his face. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I pray I never see him again. What kind of emotion did you feel, though, when when you saw the dogs, though? Did you, was it like... I got the dogs, or were you still more focused on, like... Oh, no, when I, like, got Peyton in my arms, I felt complete again. Yeah. This was, like, this was, a th- this was like, a five-day thing. This was spread out over five days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, like, when I finally got the dogs back in my arms, but, yeah, this is all the power of social media. That's amazing. So, um, but, you know, after that, yeah, when, when those people were, like, con- co-conspirators with him, mm-hmm. people who... I had never been anything but cool with. They just didn't like me because I was a Republican. I was an alpha male. They probably wanted to have sex with me, and I was not interested in that at all. And I was friends with people that they were jealous of or they didn't like, Mm -hmm. which was like big-time girls in the industry who they wanted to be like so bad, but it didn't catch on Mm -hmm. the way it did for these people. Mm -hmm. I I was done with Twitter. I was done with Twitter at that point. But the people on Twitter were sharing the same shit on Reddit at the same time in the similar timestamps. So now we have all your Reddit names. Mm-hmm. And to this day, they still talk about me on Reddit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. What else do you got to do? And that nuts? They have nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to me, that's how, that's power of social media. 100%. There's, like I said, there's good, there's bad, the ugly. It's like um, 
you know, I've been through, you know, I guess, um, you know, when me and Megan, like your sister, mm -hmm. like broke up, like was it a huge ordeal, right? It was like, we're going to figure out how to like make this work as friends. Mm -hmm. And like it's something we still practice and it's something that's still not perfect. But like we have the connection and love for each other, like make it work. And also the connection and love like with our group. It's mm -hmm. like figure out, make it work. Well, my last relationship before that was remarkably public. And yeah, but I never said anything. Mm -hmm. The relationship before that was remarkably public. Yeah. I think there's a, there's benefits to keeping your yes. relationship to your relationship. Yes. Like not everybody, nobody needs to know what's going on. Don't even know your shit. I don't do, I don't post about my relationship. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I think it's a powerful place to be. Why do you need to? You don't need to post for the validation. I don't need, yeah, exactly. I don't, if, if I'm not getting validation from my partner, like that's yeah. between us. I don't need social media to no. do that for us. No. Like that doesn't do anything. You don't need social media to say how perfect all the stuff you No, are. because if it's not perfect behind the scenes, what is the point of the fucking, of the post? Exactly. Like if everything was fucking perfect, yeah. like that's great. That's between us. Exactly. The second that you start, you know, making it about other things besides you two. Yep. You bring in this other third party social media. It, that's and it's a massive third party. It's not. It's, yeah, exactly. It's very not, influential. Absolutely. Yeah. Then, then it's you're doing it for the wrong reasons. My my four relationships before Megan, all four of them were extremely public. Because all four of them were with you know girls who cared a lot about social media, had a lot on social media, and all four of them I never said a single word about. We I on my end I just left the relationship and I moved on with life three of those four still talk about me on social media. The power of so be why? Why do they talk about me? It's not about me. It's not about the relationship. It's bad. It's about their validation. It's about every time they talk about it and my name is attached to it even without saying my name, it garners attention. Mm -hmm. And people gravitate towards it. And people are like, oh, I want, I want, I want to know. Drama. See, drama uh -huh. is right over here. Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Mm -hmm. He did what? He, no yeah. way. All right. When there's so, always three sides to the story. I've been saying this a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not, before I heard this song, there's three sides to the story. Always. Yeah. Always. Every right? What time. happened with Justin. Yep. What happened with, you know, whatever your ex-girlfriend's name was. Yeah. And the truth. And, the, really uh, happened. and the actual truth. What really happened. Yeah. So yeah. You, if you're going to, if you're going to dive into some fucking juicy ass drama, yep. Make sure you're ready for fucking all three sides. You, you better be. Yeah, or else. But but th but there's a narrative out there about me that I've been so bad. All these. Let, let me tell you. There's four relationships. Two of them we broke up because I just lost feeling for that person. And that it's okay to. There wasn't somebody. cheating. There wasn't any deception. One of them we broke up because I worked too much and I didn't want to work less. It, one of them we we broke up because we both actually cheated on each other. So you want the fucking truth? Well. There's fucking truth. Why that's I got my, skin that's my anymore. that's my biggest thing, dude. Uh, is if you're interested that interested in in something, anything, it's wild. Ask, ask, ask for the truth. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up with this? The, there, there's never any of that. It's just Justin did what? Yeah, because I never talk about it. Because on my end, I, I look fine. But again, that's that social media lie to you. Like, you don't think I've sat there and like cried after mm -hmm. every relationship ended? I've cried. Oh yeah, I felt heartbreak. I felt sad. I felt empty i didn't feel complete there's a massive amount of efforts put in every yeah. one of those and meanwhile on social media i just keep posting about bodybuilding and training and my athletes because that's what i care about the most no no relationship no woman comes before that that's number one that's mm -hmm. that's the top right right and i think there's great power in what you and shannon have because you guys have this strong bond this strong connection 
you guys, both of your businesses are run via social media, but you guys value your relationship over the social media and over the business component 100%. of social media. And you guys don't, you guys don't feel the need to, you know, constantly talk about how great you're doing or what you're doing or all that. Cause you want to live in the moment. You want to be in the moment. Yeah. And there's so much power in that. You know, do, do, how do you feel when you follow a guy or a girl? And they are, they only post their partner. Like, they just post all the time. Well, I mean, I won't really follow them. There's not much yeah, uh, to follow for. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been recently following a lot more um, informative things. Yeah. If I'm not going to get anything from your page, um, you know, other than, you know, your partner. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, there's nothing to follow. I agree. There's that. nothing for me to learn from. There's nothing for me to, um, nothing for me there, period. Yeah. You know, and so like, yeah, like people that post their partners every once in a while, like I think that's great, and then that's your thing, cool, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. Um, you know, adding in that informative stuff, still staying true to who you are. Um, I'm following your page. I'm not yeah. following your girlfriend's page. I'm not following your boyfriend's page. Like I'm following your page for you. So if it's a tied in like tandem or duo thing, like, and, and if it's good, it's good. Yeah. If it's not, it's not. Like I'm not gonna be. Um, I'm not looking for people that are like. You know, together, but other people do. Uh, there's there's a niche for everything. There's yeah, there people are that, people who gravitate towards that. There's people that are like, oh my god, I love love. I love love. Like I'm gonna follow them because they post their love stuff. You know what? Your sister's great. one of those. That's great. Me Me Megan just loves love. Yeah, she loves seeing love. 100%. I I I don't relate. But I think you know, there's the way that Shannon and I go about things. It was never it, it was never easy to get to this point. You it know, wasn't be, because Shannon, very unconventional how you guys got here. Shannon is three two years younger than me. Yeah. And so like, you know, her social media, um, I guess validation is a lot higher than mine. Yeah. And so like, she comes from like posting her significant yeah. other, you know, posting videos and posting pictures and a bunch of tags and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, I've been in, you know, multiple relationships where I've done that. Yep. And every single one of them turns out terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat that. I'm not doing that. Like, mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't do anything for us. It does nothing but hurt us. You said it perfect. It brings a third party into the relationship. And if it's not about you two, like, what is yeah. the point? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm behind the scenes. Like, I, I love you and like, I care about you. If I make you feel a certain way, why does everybody else need to know that? Yeah. Why does, like, why, why does it matter? It, 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 it doesn't. It only matters to two people. And as long as you yeah. have that, like, very very strong trust which is built over time yeah there's no there's no need for it i agree with there's that. no need for it I, th I think when i see people constantly blowing up their partners and stuff i'm like dude there's something missing in this there's a missing link in this and that third party they've brought into their relationship is filling a void and that that's what we talked about it's mm -hmm. like it's not the truth it's not mm -hmm. what's really who you are because mm -hmm. behind the scenes like there's a very good chance that things are not yeah as perfect quote unquote as you guys are putting out on social media yeah i've been in relationships where we'd get in a fight and then she would post a picture of us on how much she loves me and how grateful she is for me and all of a sudden the fight's gone and i feel happy and i feel great and relieved but the the problem was Still never there. resolved exactly and now it keeps popping up and so you know i i think it's great to you know you want to post your partner a little bit like push partner stuff but like man if it's if this is like a weekly thing this is your personal page like this is your you know personal space yeah, uh -huh. to, to be you yeah and and show your character and show who you are and but people you know also identify they start identifying as a relationship and like well, i think know, i think what i'm trying to say to like tie this all in because i'm not against posting your partner or anything yeah what i'm trying to say is do it for the right reason yeah 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do it for the right reason. If you're in love and like you fucking love the fuck out of your person and like everything's great and like whatever, like post it. Cool. Post it up. Yeah. But like if things are shitty and things are not going well and you guys are struggling, don't post that things are happening well. Yeah. Like yeah, then, it, then it then it becomes that like uh, this isn't real. Like this isn't what's happening in person. Yeah. And it's very very easy to see when you. Go to hang out with those two people mm-hmm. if there's tension. If, oh, if, yeah. If this is real, like, hey, what, what was going on social media? You guys just posted, like, a couple videos. You guys yeah. posted, like, a couple pictures. You guys were having, like, so in love. The caption was so beautiful. But, like, now you guys, like are, that in you, person. you guys What's are happening? Hang, you guys are hanging out, and you guys looks like you can't stand each other yeah. right now. What's happening? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But if you're, you want to do it both ways, if it's if it's shitty and you want to post, like, on, on Instagram that, like, Hey, we're struggling. Like if you're that one of those people or like those love pages or whatever, we're struggling right now. We're working through it. We're communicating. Like we're going through it. Whatever. That's real. That's post raw. It. That's post transparent. It. Post it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But if it's not if it's not happening behind the scenes, don't post it on the fucking page. When you post how much you love someone this week and then two weeks later you're broken up, you look like clowns. Yep. Yeah, like you both kind of look like clowns. It, it's not a good look. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, what happened? Uh-huh. What do you mean? If it was so good, how was it just over in fucking yeah. 14 days? How was it just over? Exactly. So I have a lot more I want to talk about on this subject, but we are at an hour. Oh, this shit. podcast, I know. Oh, shit. So we're going to do a part two. Okay. All right, next week, let's do a part two because there's, I, I, I didn't even get any of our talking points on here. We, we were just chatting. Like, there's so much to talk about. There's shreds. I want to talk about the Photoshop. Um, uh, I want to talk about the dopamine component, the unrealistic uh, images. Yeah, the only one yeah. we really talked about was breakups and BS. Yeah. I want to talk about breakups and BS. Monetary gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monetary gain is a big one I want to talk about because I don't, I want to put in perspective what can be done I've... as a motivator, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about how much money I make. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about how much money anyone here makes. Nope. But I want to talk about there, there's dollars in this shit that's immense. Mm-hmm. And how your like, your comment, your share, and your, you know, that goes such a long ways for a lot of people. Um, as you know, that's tied into a lot of sponsorship contracts, like the pages that you value and, and love the most, share their posts, like their posts, reshare their posts to your story, comment on their posts. It helps so much personally in my contracts with, uh, with all of my sponsors, synergistic raw and revive. None of that is in there. I obviously still appreciate like people like, like comment and share for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but in a lot of contracts it is, I want to talk about that in the next podcast here. So, um, I love this talk. I love this, this top, excuse me, uh, this topic. Um, we're going to do a part two next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this as well. Let us know feedback. Shoot us a DM. Let us know feedback. Maybe what are some components of social media that you, uh, want us to talk about? Not, not like how to grow your social or anything like that. I want to talk about the psychological and actual lifestyle component of social media. As always, it's a pleasure chatting with you guys. I hope you guys love this podcast. Uh, Like, subscribe, share us with your friends. I'll see you next time.